Come on, let's give the Lord one more hand clap of praise. I want to take this opportunity to uh, give a special um, thanks and uh, show our appreciation uh, to uh, Brother Scott and Sister Della. They came out yesterday, and we we hit uh, the streets with some outreach. Uh, I mean, we went down here in the Gullisville and hit uh, a trailer park, and man, I'm going to tell you what, it was nice and warm out there. Nice and hot. Uh, <laughs> that sun was beaming down, and just about every trailer we went to, we had to go up and down the steps to get to it. I said, Lord of mercy, I didn't know I'd join the gym. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. And uh, uh, Sister Della there put this poor old preacher boy to shame, man. I was, I was uh, my tongue dragging the street, and she just going out on up there, you know. Hallelujah. But uh, we we uh, we passed out several cards and we got some good response. Uh, you know, I, I don't think I, I've ever done any kind of outreach where I didn't have some kind of negative response, but or somebody getting rude. But uh, that wasn't the case yesterday. Everybody we talked to, of course, everybody wasn't wasn't home or or didn't answer the door one or the other. You know, but everybody that we was able to talk to was friendly and very positive. And uh, we're thankful for that. Uh, the purpose for that uh, is starting the first Sunday in August. We're going to we're starting a uh, 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 summer time Sunday school uh, attendance drive, uh, and uh, we are trying to get some new people in to Sunday school, especially especially. Uh, uh, kids, and uh, if we can uh, reach the children and get them coming and excited, we have found to be the case, you know, that the kids will have an effect on the parents, and sooner or later, one or both parents will come. And um, we are going to, uh, we're going to use some monies uh, in our Sunday school fund. We're going to purchase a, uh, a brand new bicycle. And uh, beginning the first Sunday in, in, in August, every uh, uh, every new one comes and, and uh, comes to church through this drive. We're going to let them put their name in the box, uh, and at the end of, um, of the, the August Sunday school drive, we're going to have a drawing, and we're going to give away a brand new bicycle. And um, now that right there, we got we we learned that from the Soul Winners Boot Camp with Brother Joseph. And, and, and by the way, Brother Joe came down and helped us yesterday too. I appreciate that. He heard um, he heard we was going to be doing that, and he was right down here with us and uh, helping us out on that outreach. And uh, but when we handed him those uh, uh, nice cards that we had made out and uh, talked about that bicycle and everything, some of them kids were telling him, "Mama, Mama, or Daddy, I want to go to Sunday school. I want to go to Sunday school." You know. And uh, you know, how many knows you've got to be willing to Invest a little bit for souls. Hallelujah. You've got to be willing to invest. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I've seen some church people didn't mind you st- spending church money on buying a turkey to have them a turkey and, uh, and dressing dinner, but if you wanted to spend some money for something else, uh, for kids, something else, they, they, they kind of shunned on that, you know. 
Hallelujah. I'm thankful for God. We don't have nobody like that around here. Hallelujah. Amen. We know we know uh, that we've got to invest a little bit. You got you got to invest time. You got to invest money. Most of all, you got to invest some prayer. Hallelujah. And uh, I don't think there's none of us can say that we've got the prayer checked off the list that we do enough of. Hallelujah. So be much in prayer for that. Be in prayer for those. Uh, we are we are slowly. I mean, it's um, you know we're still trying to get back uh, functioning as we've gotten into this building here, uh, but uh, we are slowly getting into some outreach. We are uh, in the very very near future uh, going to be doing some investigation about a nursing home ministry, and we're going to need. We're going to need some volunteers for that as we can set up some time to go and um, just do a little uh, 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 gospel singing and uh, maybe read some devotional scriptures or something because uh, uh, a lot of those people are put put in, in these in, in these places and for a, a lot of them they're for the most part, forgot about their families and everybody else, and they're there all alone. And uh, and even though, uh, you know, you might not be able to get them to come, you know, to church, I mean, because they're in the nursing home, yet it's a ministry, and there's a need there. And God expects the church to be the church, and he expects us as his people to reach out and to branch out in every in every avenue that um, that we can. And uh, we're going to be doing that, and uh, uh, and we are we've started these. We passed out the cards yesterday, and our um, our church business cards. We've had we've had about three or three or four hundred of these passed out in the last month by a uh, uh, elderly lady and her husband. They come sometimes. Uh, on Wednesday night, they hear sometimes on on, on Sunday night, and um, they're actually members of another church uh, up in Springfield, <laughs> and she's worrying her husband dead. She told me last time she was here, she said, Brother Sammy, I said, what, sister? Would you please, please pray for that old man of mine? I said, why? She said, because I feel like God wants us to come to church here because I, I love this place. And you pray that he, he's set in his ways, prayed, you got to move him so we can come here all the time. <laughs> this little lady has taken three or four hundred of these and passed them out personally, handed them one-on-one to people. So it's beginning to get out. What was you raising your hand about, sister? Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yeah, we're going to get a girl and a wonderful boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had, we've done uh, discussed that. Yeah, we, we're going to do that. Uh, and, I, <laughs> and I'll tell you this, you know, we have uh, uh, talked about this before. And from the very first, you know, this uh, this sister has spoken up. And uh, to be honest, I, I, I've kind of waited. Because we've waited, we've already missed some people. There's some people we could have been picking up in the van 
they needed a place to go to church, and we didn't have the van, uh, nobody running it yet, and so they are being picked up by another church, uh, you know, uh, and, uh, but um, we are, we are trying to get this van, uh, and we have a, we have a night, God bless you for the nice one, and um, Sister Della has got, already got an F endorsement on her license for 15 passengers. We've got our name added to the insurance, and we are going to be bringing it and parking parking it here on the church parking lot. I started taking it home back when it was at FAC. Ever since, if some of you remember, we went there one Sunday, and it was sitting up on blocks, and somebody stole the tires, wheels, and all. And you know, and uh, that, that was, you know. So I said, well, once we got there in place, you know, we wouldn't use it; we'd take it somewhere else. But but Sister Della is going to be driving the van, picking up people for. And uh, she's accepted that ministry. And uh, when people call the office uh, and uh, want to be picked up, then we're going to be turning, letting her know. And then she'll be hopefully we'll be going down here in the Gillesbury. And, and we got a, we got a couple of uh, other places on top of the hill up here at Ridgetop that we're going to be reaching out to. And um, uh, here, here's the simple facts, folks. And uh, uh, we just can't come here to church and sit on sit on the pew, uh, and expect God to bring them to us. It don't work that way. I said, we can't sit here on church pew and holler. Expect God to bring them to us. Amen. God expects us to do something. Right. <clears throat> Hallelujah. You know, and Jesus himself is plain. He says that the Lord will harvest will come away against you. One of the biggest burdens on any pastor's heart and I, I, I can say this by experience because I've been in the ministry over 40 years. One of the biggest struggles of any pastor is having laborers in the church. Oh, you got people come to church, but man, you can count them on one hand. People want to do something. A lot of people feel like they feel their obligation by dropping a couple of dollars in the offering plan. But people, it takes more than that, amen, to keep a church operating. It costs more than causes more than that, amen, to get souls born again. Hallelujah. Amen. I've heard it so many times. Amen. I'm tired here. Amen. We're the best secret in town. Amen. It ought not be a secret. Somebody should be telling somebody about it. Hallelujah. Please vote for me on election day. I'm getting hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's get into let's get into the message now. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Praise God. Again, choir practice at 4:30 this afternoon. We are uh, we are in Second Peter now. We went through First Peter. We are uh, going into Second Peter, uh, and uh, we are in a series that we've entitled Simon Peter. Uh, the man and his message. Uh, and uh, we are, uh, I mean, we are finding out some fanc- fascinating things about the Apostle Peter. And we know that Peter has been given a bad rap by a lot of people. But Peter was a great man of God. And uh, uh, I'm going to tell you something, folks. Uh, I've heard people tell me, said, I, I don't care much about Peter's words because he denied God. You tell me anybody that denied God more than I was Amen. Hallelujah. And I'm going to tell you why Peter's message means something. Because Jesus personally gave Peter the keys. Yes, that's right. Hallelujah. Jesus gave Peter the keys. 
out of here. You're going to have to be when the guy's got the keys. Hallelujah. Amen. You've got to have the, have the one. And Jesus told Peter, he said, Thou Peter, and upon this rock I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Hallelujah. And he said, Whatever you bind on earth to be bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth to be loose in heaven. Thank God. Hallelujah. Amen. I walked through the door because a man with the keys opened it up. Second Peter chapter 1, verses 10 and 11. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. This is how it reads. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence. That word diligence there means that's something that you can't be slothful about. Hallelujah. That means you're going to have to get sincere about it. That means you're going to have to put some effort into it. That means, man, you can't let sit back and let your wife do it all. Hallelujah. Give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if, if is a small word, but man, it's got some big implications. If you do these things, you shall never fall. Hallelujah. There, there's another key there that Peter had. He's, he's got the key telling you how you can get through this thing without falling, without messing up. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly unto the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, Father, we come to you right now. We thank you and praise you for the spirit of praise and worship that we've enjoyed in this service today. Now, Lord, as we enter in the, the word of life, I'm praying, God, that you will lay your anointing upon me. Give me help and assistance in ministering your word today. I pray, Father God, that your word will go in and people will not only be a hearer of the word, but be a doer of it also. Help us, God, to be attentive today to your word as you give us what we need. And I pray, God, if there's anybody under the sound of my voice who, who's not ready, who's, who's not made their mind up to serve you, I pray, God, that you will prick their heart also. God, that they will come forward and give their life to you. In Jesus' name, let the church say, Amen. Hallelujah. I want to speak to you on a subject titled today, Making Certain You're Called. Making Certain You're Called. Now, as we advance deeper into the writings of Second Peter, we arrive to one of the most imperative topics we could ever consider. There's not a more important scripture in all 66 books of Holy Bible 
that I could give you that would be any more important than the words that we find in this passage of Scripture. And I'm talking about the question of your readiness to appear before the King and Supreme Judge of all the earth when everything in this age has been said and done. Now, we've been talking about the end times on Wednesday night, the rapture and the millennial reign and all of that. And we should know, amen, that this thing is fixing to wrap up. But not everybody's ready yet. Not everybody's ready. And I want everybody here today, I don't care how long you think, well, I've been in the church, I want you to rethink it. Because one day we're all going to stand before the supreme judge of all the earth. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27 says, It is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. That should be up on the screen. Hallelujah. Hebrews 9 and 27. Hallelujah. It is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. Now there are two appointments we all must make. There will be no counseling, no rescheduling, or no, not just plain stupidity. I think everybody in here, you've had an appointment somewhere along in your life that you have counseled that appointment. Some of you have had doctor's appointments that you've called and counseled. I have. Hallelujah. I didn't want to go mess with them needles. Hallelujah. There was one doctor, I, I, I mean, I, I called and put it on. I don't know how many times. Yeah. Finally, I told me to look. You just well as you just well to get your mind settled. You're going to have to go and have this done. you got to take care of this. Well, we all want to make appointments. Just because we got an appointment, you know, we can cancel or we can call and say, well, let's reschedule this. That day is not quite good enough. I'm going to tell you something. God is coming for every man, woman, boy, and girl on the side of my Lord. Amen this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. And you ain't going to be able to call the death angel. Amen. When he comes knocking at your door, you, or when you hear that death angel punching that doorbell at your house, you ain't going to be able to holler through the door. Oh, come back tomorrow. The day ain't quite right yet. I'm going to tell you what. It might not never be quite right. Amen. That's an appointment. Death is one of the appointments. And then, that scripture says, after that, the judgment. Judgment is coming after death. That's an appointment that you're going to make. And we must, look at your neighbor and say must. We must be ready. 
The eternal state of your soul and where you spend eternity will depend on your readiness for the, this day that I'm talking about. Hallelujah. The implications of this issue of being ready, of being prepared, are so imperative that Apostle Peter stresses to all those who read this letter to make your calling and election sure. And he said, be diligent about doing that. Make your calling and election sure. What's that word sure mean? It means to be certain, to be assured, to be positive, and be undeniable. Hallelujah. What I'm trying to tell you here, you better know that you know that you know that you know Hallelujah, that you're right with God. This junk going around upon some people say, well, I just live, all I can do is live the best I can and hope that I'll be all right. Jesus didn't die on the cross for you to go around with some kind of hope so salvation. Thank God for a no-soul salvation. And if you don't know you're saved, it's a pretty good chance you're lost. All through the Bible, the Bible says you have got to make your calling and election sure. You've got to know that you're ready to go. This is not no plaything. It's not no plaything. This is for real. This is for real. Hallelujah. Now, some people look at this verse and they interpret it wrongly. And I don't have no hesitation to say they're wrong. Make your calling and election sure. Because they take it wrong because they assume he is talking about a some preacher or pastor who's been called for something or other type of ministry that somebody's called to do. But the text positively is in reference to any and all who are concerned over their salvation and where they're going to spend eternity. When Apostle Paul wrote his letter to the Christians in Rome, he substantiated this thought very clearly. In Romans chapter 1, verses 6 and 7, Paul wrote the church at Rome. He said, Among whom you also are the called of Jesus Christ. If you're a part of the church, you've been called. If you're a child of God, you've been called. It ain't talking about just a preacher. This ain't talking about, oh, that's some kind of service or work God calls for somebody to do. But when he said, make your calling and election sure, he's referring to the call of salvation to every soul. Verse 7, he said, to all who are in Rome, beloved of God, what? Called to be saints. Hallelujah. Called to be saints. Paul later wrote in Timothy concerning members of the church, 2 Timothy 1 and 9, he said, Who has saved us and what? Called us with a holy calling. Not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and 
I got news for you. You might think you're here serving God because it was your choice, but I'm going to tell you something. It wasn't your choice, it was God. You didn't call Him, He called you. Amen. Church. Hallelujah. Going all the way back to the beginning, when Adam sinned, he listened to his wife rather than what God had told him. Come on. Who wasn't looking for who back then? Did Adam realize one day he was wrong? You start looking, God, where are you at? Not when the way went down. Adam heard the voice of God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And it was God calling out to Adam, Adam! Where are you? From beginning to now, it's always been God calling you. God pleading with you. God doing everything he could possibly do to get your attention because he created you for fellowship with him. He didn't create you, amen, to be out here in the world hand in hand, holding hands with the devil. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. On your way to a devil's hell. He wanted, he created you because he wanted fellowship with you. He wanted communion with you. I like that one song said. Hallelujah. My hands were made. Hallelujah. To help my neighbor. My eyes were made to read God's word. My feet were made to walk in his footsteps. In his likeness, created in his image. Cause I was born to serve the Lord. There's a man or woman in the sound of my voice here who was not created to serve God. The devil's got you hoodwinked. And he thinks he's got you thinking you're here to do something else, but you're here to serve God, sweetheart. And if you don't listen to the call, you're gonna go to hell. a holy calling. Now I could go on and on. I could give you many, many more scriptures showing how everyone who is saved has been called. I'll give you one more before I move on. First Peter 2 and 9. I preached on this when we was going through First Peter. But you are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him. And we sung about this a while ago, who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light.
Hallelujah. He's called us out of darkness into His marvelous light. So, when He said, make your calling an election sure or undeniable or he wasn't, he wasn't talking to somebody called for a ministry. He's calling to everybody for salvation. Because all of you who are Bible students, there's a fundamental basic that you will know. And that is the definition for the word church. You know what the word definition you know what the word church means. Why do they call it a church? Because the Greek word, the way it was originally written in the Bible in the beginning in Greek, was ekklesia. Ekklesia. And it means those called out. We're in the church because we've been called out of darkness. Called out of a life Now, now that I got the part about this thing being established about what being called means, and he's talking about, I'm going to go to the second part, and I may blow your mind here, I don't know. But I'm going to talk about briefly, and I'm fixing the close. Even though he is called... I want you to know it's not all in the call. What? You've been preaching to us 15 minutes, Brother Sammy, about the importance of the call and how that we all have been called. That's true. All that's true. But I want you to understand Spirit of God spoke to me as I was praying and seeking Him. And He put in my heart, it's not all in the call. You see, some people seem to think, now listen to this pastor close right now. Some people seem to think that because God has called them, they have got it pretty much in the bag. You follow me? Some people understand. They know they got, that God's called them. They know there's been a call on their life. But they think just because they've been called, 
They got it. They got it in the bag. Hey, hey, dude, let me kick back, travel my own path, because Jesus loves me, and I'm special because He called me. Huh? I, I was baptized. I spoke in tongues. There ain't no possible way that I could be lost. Amen. I'm, I'm, God called me. I left that man baptized me in that water. I thought he was going to drown me before he let me up. Hallelujah. And the preacher asked an old preacher one time if he was just going under the rope. He said, uh, he said, well, when I go to baptize somebody, See the bubble stop coming to the top. Get them up. Hallelujah. All the seeds are out of them. <laughs> Glory to God. It's cold. Hallelujah. 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 But some people say, well, you know, I, I've been called. I got baptized. I spoke in tongues. So there ain't no way I can be lost. Jesus loves me. Let me ask you a question. Are you truly willing to gamble your soul with that argument? Look at the text again. Look at that opening text again in Second Peter 1, 10 and 11. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. And if you do this, an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly in the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, I told you it wasn't all in the cause. Now, I'm going to explain to you what I mean. Notice that word election right there. Make your call in conjunction and election sure. What does that word election here mean? It means to choose, and that's why I say it's not all in the call. Make your call and election sure. You see, he called me. Praise God. I answer the call. Then I'll follow on from that point to make sure at the end of it I'm chosen. Last scripture I'm going to put up on the screen, Matthew 22, 13, and 14, the words of Jesus. Then the king said to the servant, Bind him hand and foot, and take him away, and cast him into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For
bow forward. I am going to close this message.